Welcome to Faith at Eight. I'm Shanna. I'm Jill. We are two friends helping turn your eyes from the world to the Word through candid conversations fueled by Jesus and more Jesus. All right, today on Faith at Eight, we are back in the idolatry study and we are covering the topics of health and medicine and food. And when I first saw these topics, I was like, hmm, I. I don't really understand how this is going to fit in. And then after I was reading through it, I was like, oh, okay, I guess. And I think that's the coolest part of this study is there's so many different areas that we don't realize can become idols. And it's really revealing a lot to me that I know God like placed this study in my path right now for reasons. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it is just very timely that we're in 2022 and everyone is freaking out about stuff um, mm-hmm. and fighting and arguing and being very decisive um, about divisive, divisive, not decisive, divisive um, <laughs> about, about so many things around health and medicine and food and things like that. And God has a study out, uh, has us read the study right at this time, because, you know, you hear families separating, basically being torn apart over um, decisions around their health right now. And, um, Try not to say words that kick us off YouTube. Um, that, that, you know, being very divisive about because mm-hmm. they disagree on what those healthy choices are. And it just reminds us as Christians, we are not to look, we're not supposed to look to him and, and yes, of our bodies. But, you know, the choices I make have very little to do with now. It's, it's my eternal choices that I should be focusing on and um, mm-hmm. to worship the Lord, not worship at the altar of medicine, not to, uh, to, worship at the altar of, or even any kind of, um, alternative therapy or anything like that. I'm supposed to be worshiping at the altar of God and of Jesus. And you make such a good point. And, you know, medicine is there for a reason, right? Like medicine is there for us in order to get through things, but it shouldn't be an idol. It shouldn't be waking up and like literally idolizing a pill to say, this is what is saving my life the pill is not saving your life, right? Like God has already determined what your life will look like. Your days are numbered. Mm-hmm. He understands that. But I think people get wrapped up in like, I need this for survival. This is where I'm leaning into. And the medications actually become that that idol without us really realizing it. Yeah. And even alternative medicines too. You know, you and I both yes. use essential oils, but I know people that idolize them. Um, yes. uh, and, and that, mm-hmm. that, Hey, they, they are a wonderful thing and God's given them and they're in the Bible and that's great, but they're not the Bible and they're not God. Mm-hmm. Um, they are just a tool and a resource to use so that we can be good stewards of our body. Um, and, and we could go on and on and on and on with examples of that. And, and, you know, my chiropractor is not what's saving me, my chiropractor, you know, or my, um, oncologist or any of that. No, no, no. It's God that decides that. And so mm-hmm. while we should appreciate those things and have um, contentment that God has given us those resources, we need to be careful that we don't place them in front of him. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you make it a good point because, I mean, we we both understand essential oils, but it's a question that we get a lot of, oh, you know, sometimes people say, 
well, you can't use essential oils because those aren't Christian. And it's taking a step back and saying, well, no, it's not if you're idolizing the oils and saying, if I use this oil, then all my problems are going to go away. No, these are tools in which can be used in the right manner to do what God has intended for our bodies. But we can do that with anything. You can take a crystal, you can take a book, you can take an opinion of somebody, you can take anything. And if that becomes, this is what is healing me, we've lost sight of the healer. Yeah. And you see churches doing it right now. And it's just Mm -hmm. very sad because, um, you know, we're not meant to live our lives in fear. And so things are going to happen where people are going to get sick. It's not because they are a bad Christian or a good Christian. Mm -hmm. It is, you know, God, Jesus sat with the sick. And so you even, I've seen Christian, um, I don't want to call them influencers, but individuals that in the Christian sect, a lot of people lead to as, as Christian leaders, and they have made comments and even based people's Christianity and salvation on a health choice they've made. And that is just not what God's lives to do. Our, you know, this again is there's a difference between um, these are absolutes and opinions. You may have an opinion mm-hmm. that certain p- people should make certain health choices, but that's not absolute. Whether or not you make a certain health choice is not get you to heaven. It's whether or not you believe that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. And so we need to make sure that we're putting Jesus in the right location. And that's at the top, on, at the top on the throne and not, oh, well, you get to heaven through Jesus, but these are the, the health choices you need to make to be able to be considered a good Christian and, and love your neighbor well. No, 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 friend. That's, that's not in the Bible. That's not biblical. And and trying to take scripture and use it against people so they agree with you is not going to lead anyone to Christ. Yeah, and that's what what we we miss because we want so bad for this one thing to be the thing that takes care of everything and and that is what God designed to save everything and it's like, "Oh wait, no, take a step back. This isn't what the Bible says." Like it's okay for different people to make different choices based on what, what they are believing. But once you're starting to put your choice of medicine or health on somebody else and saying like, well, if you're not doing it this way, then, then you're doing it wrong. Now we've got everything confused. We're not leaning on God. We're not saying, well, God has the ultimate plan. He knows exactly what is happening. And I think you're right. Cause I've seen the same things where people are calling out, well, you wouldn't have gotten sick. And this isn't even in this season. They wouldn't have gotten, you know, whatever disease if they were Christian enough, like what? Like, no, there, God says there will be suffering. We know that the enemy is, is living in the world. It is very apparent. And so when you start to get those sayings and almost that truth out, like, oh, well, Christianity believes if you're not good enough, then you get sick. Like that is, is starting a breeding ground for a lot of resentment and hate. And that's what the enemy wants to see. Yeah, I've heard people make comments um, about people that are having mental health crises yeah. or just periods where they're really struggling in their mental health and saying, oh, well, they just need to pray that harder or, oh, they need they're not Christian enough. And it, it's it's like now can Jesus heal them from that that worry? And maybe are they taking on a lot of those burdens? Yes, but that doesn't make them a bad Christian or mean they're not Christian enough. It, it means they're in a season where they need help. And maybe that mm-hmm. is a Christian counselor, or maybe that is something more, um, but it's not for us to judge and to decide it, it's for them to work out with God. And, um, and, and we medicate ourselves with more than just medicine. And I love that they put food in here because I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the podcast, but I'm someone that I have struggled 
uh, most of my life with emotional eating. I never forget when my husband and I first um, moved in together and he came home once and he was like, why is there no food in the fridge? I'm like, oh, because I had a, I had a rough day. And he goes, I- I'm sorry, did that answer the question? I'm like, yes. He's like, so what happened to food? I'm like, I ate it. He goes, all of it? I'm like, all of it. He goes, why? I'm like, I told you I had a rough day. And I was someone that I would go to food and I would eat the entire contents of my refrigerator, single sitting, um, instead of going to God. And so that's another health choice that we make where we're not going to him. We are going to, um, we are going to a substance. And I think sometimes we think the only substance we can abuse is drugs and alcohol, but that's just not the case because I definitely abused food for a long time. And I think you make a great point there because we don't want to see that we've normalized. You have a bad day. Somebody breaks up, you get a bad, whatever, go to the ice cream and go watch TV and binge out on whatever you want to, you know, we're not normalizing, go to God, surround yourself with your Christian friends, like do something that will actually give you that, that true peace instead of finding that short term, you know, release in a pint of ice cream and a bottle of wine. And it has been normalized that to survive parenting, you have to drink. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'd spent, how many people put things out there when their kids were sent home to be in their home because schools were shut down that they only could survive by drinking mm-hmm. wine, spending time with one of the greatest gifts God has ever given you, obviously not as crazy Jesus, but a, a gift, someone that God has entrusted you to disciple and to, to, um, walk through this life and to help steward. And your response is, I can only survive spending time with them is if I drink a lot of wine, like that is so toxic. And our culture has made it a complete norm, like Mm -hmm. a complete norm. Like you need to drink every night before you go to bed, be able to survive spending time with your family and our things. And we need to start treating them as such instead of something we have to get through, Mm -hmm. something we have to survive, something that, no, like it, it it is a wonderful gift to be given the responsibility of stewarding a child. And could you imagine, you know, 10 years from now, your children go back and look at your posts or look at, cause everything's on social media, right? They go back and they look at that and say, mommy needed that in order to put up with, like to put up with me. Like, how does that feel as a child to be looking at this is that that's, I must've been bad, right? Like all these seeds start to develop and we don't understand it, that what we're doing now, our children are understanding and seeing and feeling. And, um, it's also a good mark, you know, during the 21 days of prayer and fasting, a lot of people will fast from alcohol or from certain foods or, or things like that. And when you decide to fast, something like that is realizing when do you normally lean on it? So I'm doing, I'm fasting alcohol for these 21 days. And I had a major business trip during this time. And that usually triggers, you know, my anxiety. I'm around people that I haven't been around in a while. I'm around new people. And I found myself like, Oh, normally I would have a glass of wine here to be like, Ooh, it's okay. Let me go ahead and, and I'll feel more prepared to go in this. I'll be a little bit more relaxed. And what was neat was during this week, I could find those triggers and know I don't have to, because every day I was praying for, Hey, you know what? Holy spirit, like guide me through this to, to remind me that I don't need that in order to show up the best version of myself in this situation. Like I'm going to be okay. And it was one of the most beautiful weeks and experiences that I had, but I had to do a fast for it to understand where do I usually get triggered into going in that direction. And I think that we don't talk about that part enough. Like it's a whole, Oh wait, she fasted alcohol. Like she must be an alcoholic. 
No, I just see where I go to bad habits that could lead into worse habits. But if I can catch that trigger now, I can pray and I can ask for guidance. So, hey, you know what? When that comes along again, like, let me lean into you. Don't let me lean into what the world is telling me to do. Yeah. And and it also shows us where where maybe we don't have the right people around us. If they are pressuring us or telling us that we should be a certain way um, or, or we start making excuses. Well, I'm fasting this, but I'm in this situation. So it's my, mm-hmm. no, no, no. Like we've decided to fast this. We're going to fast this. And so fast, not fast, um, fast this in, <laughs> in, you know, foods. I was, t- I was talking to our, pa- our, our head pastor, lead pastor the other day, and we were at the coffee station and, um, he was putting stuff in his coffee and I was just trying to get my lid on it. He was, you don't put anything in your coffee. And I'm like, no, one year I decided to fast sugar for 21 days of prayer. And then I realized sugar was in creamer. So now I drink my coffee black because the coffee's actually not too bad here. And the other pastor said, I've never had coffee because I don't want to have to need it. And, um, I was like, that's like, maybe there are some things we just need to stay away from. So we don't get into a position where we need them mm-hmm. because I don't think anyone's ever gone and going, you know what, let me drink coffee every day. Um, because I really want to lean on that. And I want that to be a huge idol in my life so that I can't even survive a day without coffee. When my husband and I had the virus that shall not be named, <laughs> we couldn't drink coffee because it tastes like dirt. And I admit, like I had withdrawals mm-hmm. and I was like, I have a headache. I feel awful. Is it, is it the virus or is it that I'm not drinking coffee right now? And it, both of us had to kind of reflect on it. Like we're drinking it to drink it. And at this point, like it, we depend on it because we don't get a headache if we don't drink it. And so being more mindful, you know, I don't, I do still drink coffee, but I Mm -hmm. am more mindful. Okay. Am I drinking this because I am enjoying it? Like I do enjoy a good cup of coffee or is it to survive my day? And Hey, there's going to be times where I need it to get through the day because I need the caffeine, but is it an every so often thing? Is it an everyday thing? Um, and and it could be a, a million different foods or items that you can put that with. I think we're talking about coffee and wine here, but that, Mm -hmm. that food item can be filled in with so many things. Like, is it potato chips? Is it junk food? You know, my husband made a comment and I make comments often of like, who the heck does the grocery shopping around here? There is no junk food in the house. Well, I do. And there's no junk food because if not, I'll eat it. I'm I'm Mm going to start eating it and I'm going to start relying on that. And and in a moment of stress, I'm not going to go the right place. So now I have large amounts of fruit around that when I'm stressed out and I want something sweet, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to have this orange. I'm going to take a moment. I'm going to calm down and take a deep breath. And I'm going to go to God and instead of using a lot of foods that have a lot of stuff in it that is built that way to cause us to be addicted to it. And, and so we can use and we can put, and I could start making those oranges my idol because I'm going to bags and bags of oranges. Um, so it, it, it's not just necessarily things that are bad for us. We can make anything an idol. People mm-hmm. can go on diets like keto and make that an idol where they're just so, um, you know, it's all about keto day night. We have a a personal friend and it's like, you don't even enjoy eating them out, eating out with them because of how much you're like, well, that, that, that restaurant's not keto friendly. Okay. So nine of us are going to pick a different restaurant because you, you eat meat and cheese. They have to have meat and cheese on the menu. Like there has to be meat and cheese somewhere on the menu. Like let's all calm down here. But, but we need to, and there's nothing wrong being keto, but are you, putting keto or veganism or vegetarianism. I was a uh, vegetarian and pescatarian for, for many, many years. It, it can be more than just going to bad habits. It could be 
Are we making our, our, our diet, our identity? Oh, well, I'm a vegan. I'm a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. I eat keto. I'm, I can't think of any other different things. Like I, I do intermittent fasting. And so I can't even, people can't even invite me over dinner because dinner's not at five 30. It messes up my fast. And so like, we can make a lot of things our idol when it comes to food. It's not just necessarily drinking wine or eating too much or anything like that. Yeah. And I think that's where people get into that gray area because they say, or they assume, well, I'm okay because I don't drink wine every day, or I'm okay because I don't eat junk food, but not realizing they can get really sucked into making any of those choices idols. And it's, I love how I want to go back to how you said, you know, be mindful of the people that you keep around you. My closest circle are people who, if I have an issue, I go to them. They're not like, Hey, let's go out for drinks. And like, we'll take care of it. My closest circle is like, tell me more about that. Do you want to grab a cup of coffee? Like, do you want to go out? Do you need me? What do you need? But there's a difference because like, I can see different times in my life where I would call them up and be like, yes, let's go out and let's just forget about things. Right. Versus having those Christ centered, um, friendships that they're like, wait a minute, if she's coming to me saying she needs something, how do I support her as a Christian friend? How do I, how do I do that? And the answer isn't grab a glass of wine and let's hop on a call or grab a glass of wine. And like, let's go out to the the back porch, which um, there's nothing wrong with having a glass of wine. It is, you know, what are you doing with that? Are you using it to fill a certain area that you should be leaning into God? Or when it comes to alcohol, are you going towards drunkenness? Drunkenness, that's the sin. Having a glass of wine is not the sin. It is, is that one glass of wine leading you to more? Is it leading you to sin? Absolutely. Absolutely. The dog has fallen asleep in my arm and it has gone numb. How sweet though. That's fun. Mojo's, (laughs) Mojo's asleep down there. He's looking at me like, can you hold me yet? He's got one eye open. (laughs) All right. Well, I love, I love today because I think that today really you wrap your head around it again, just like um, on our previous podcast, you wrap your head around like, Oh, health and medicine. Like I never would have thought that you could make that an idol and, and food. I think more people are, are more used to, okay, I can see where that is. But, um, today's topic really allows us to reflect on that and say, you know what, where are some areas that I can do better in? And you know what, if you want to do a 21 um, day alcohol fast or even longer, I found a really cool free app. It's called try dry. So T R Y D R Y. And, um, you like put your little thing in there when you don't drink, or like if you plan to have a drink and all of that, and that's been um, really neat for my 21 days of fasting and prayer. Yeah. And, and start also looking, you know, are you making sure that everyone knows about your keto diet or, you know, everyone make sure everyone knows about Jesus and um, Mm -hmm. being reminded that even sometimes our healthy choices can we can put in front of, um, God, you know, if everyone knows your deep, passionate love for keto and lavender oil. Um, but they have no clue that you're a Christian. It, it's a, it's a reflection on, Hey, am I really, um, going out there and, and discipling others? And am I, am I walking out a life that reminds people that he, he is the solution to all my problems, not what I eat or what I diffuse at, at bedtime. Mm-hmm. Not that I, we, I use oils. There's going to be a, someone out there that's like, I love my lavender oil. Y'all. Yeah. I don't run out so of gentle I. baby. I'm not hating you. I get it. But it can't be the idol. It can't be the number one right. thing that I'm focused on. Spot on. Me pray us out here. Um, Father God, we are just so grateful to you and to have this time together again. You are so faithful and so merciful and you're a faithful creator. And you have created um, so many things um, for us, Father God. You have created medicine and 
therapeutics and different things to help keep us healthy and be good stewards of our body. And you have um, in the Garden of Eden, you had fruits and vegetables and food for us to nourish our bodies with. Thank you for the gift of those things. Thank you for giving us all of these resources to be good stewards of our temple, Father God. Um, But we know that sometimes we put those things in front of you, Father God, and we start leaning on them and relying on them to survive the day. We start making them our identity and start making it so that they are so a part of us that we forget that our identity is in Christ and Christ alone. Father God, please reveal to us, please, please search our hearts and reveal to us the things that we are putting in front of you and making idols over and above you, Father God, the things that we are um, distracting us from your love and and from the blessing of taking off our our yoke and putting it at your feet and putting on your yoke that is light, Father God. Please show us where we are relying on earthly things instead of relying on you. We're so blessed to be in your presence. We're so blessed for this opportunity. And we're so blessed for this idolatry study that is truly just opening up hearts and minds, Father God. Thank you for all that you are and all that you do. And it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for tuning in today. Like, subscribe, leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for being a part of this journey to make heaven crowded. Crowded, not crowded. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, there's a few things we would love for you to do. Share with a friend, like, and subscribe to our channel on YouTube or Apple Podcast, which has new episodes every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern, or find us live on Instagram on Fridays at 8 a.m. Eastern. Whatever you do, do it in faith.